wet glasses. I'm getting blind. Yes, folks, it's Thursday. I'm Fred McMurray. It's 2 p.m. Pacific, which means this has to be... Man, that theme song will stick in your head forever. Thanks to Markel's Audio Lab for building us a great, long-lasting song that it's only got, what, two words or two phrases in it, but, man, it burrows into your brain and it never lets it out. I'm with my co-host, Ray and Kristen. How are we doing today? Doing good. It's a beautiful day here in the Midwest. And for a change, all of the smart people on this show are in the Midwest. Oh, that'll just get you <laughs> muted, dude. That'll just get you muted like that. <laughs> and Kristen, come on, with your very festive uh, Santa hat. Yes, I mean, it only gets better from here. Every week we go on closer to Christmas. They only get better. <laughs> and so... And now it's- the 2020 hat race, the best hat race, really has been entered the final stretch, hasn't it? It's on. It's on. It's on. It's on. Uh, yeah, so I have the same weather as Ray, unfortunately, and fortunately at the same time. It's not bad as far as Chicago goes, mm-hmm. but it's Chicago. Yeah. So, you know. Just remember, this hat is the starting point. <laughs> That's right. That's Your right. hat? It, it, yeah. It's, oh, uh, there you guys see it now. Horn hat. <laughs> yes. So yes. for those awesome. of you watching, we're in a bit of a new configuration there. And just so everyone knows that those of you who are watching, the background you see is actually a live cam of the Pacific Ocean. So everybody knows what my weather's like here on Shell Beach. So how's that for an eloquent pillars of weather? Oh, okay. Well, we need to continue with that and why don't you introduce our guest it was 22 degrees here and i assume it was about the same it was this morning but now right now i've got 40.6 so it's uh it's nice the sun is out and setting and yeah it's 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 been a gorgeous day if it was this temperature in march we'd all be in shorts and tank tops oh yeah yeah we would yeah because Because yeah, our, our blood will be thick as jam by then, right? <laughs> hey, I'm wearing a hoodie. It's in the low 70s. I take blood thinners. So, you know, for me, it's perfect weather like this all year round. That's why Californians are the way they are, because they do not understand weather. Mm. Now, now, the people moving to California from the Midwest are ones who also understand weather and say, why did I put up with it so long? But that's another topic. Why don't you introduce yeah. our guest? Okay. Uh, 
Well, I'm very happy to introduce our guest is Terry O'Donnell. And Terry spent six years in the Marines. Thank you for your service. Semper Fi. <laughs> And uh, she is a, a fantastic person. She's basically, you know, she's been a franchisee and a franchise or, right? You know, there's um, a vague description of an area developer. We kind of bridge the gap between the franchisor and the franchisee. So, yeah, yeah. yeah we just try to support any way we can. So I think we're just right in the middle. We're area developers or regional developers. So one of the things that we didn't discuss is, Terry, where are you at right now? So, oh, yes. Well, I'm one of the smart people in the Midwest. (laughs) Uh, I'm in the Arlington Heights area. And, uh, yeah, so I'm in Illinois. So we all share the same weather. Yeah. In the 40s and the sun is shining, so that's a good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is funny in the Midwest or even in Chicagoland when it could be absolute downpour where Ray is, and then Terry, where you are, the sun could still be shining. And yeah. then at O'Hare, half the airport's in rain, the other half is in sun. I mean, it's such a weird environment we're in here. So true. Mm. Very odd. So, what, what are you doing now, Terry? I think that's the that's the question. You've been involved in so much. I mean, we we've been talking a little bit before the show, and and now all the fodder is gone. So I'm gonna let you. <laughs> <sighs> well, um, She's so a I am currently kind of doing two things right now. I'm an area developer for WaveMax Laundry in Illinois, um, and I have an amazing partner. Uh, he happens to live out in South Dakota, which they have very cool weather out there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, at any rate, so our responsibility is to help support franchise owners in the Chicagoland area. So certainly we're looking for good, strong-minded business people um, that are looking to diversify their investments. Laundromat business, while it's not sexy, is a fabulous business uh, great margins, something really great to be in, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially with a lot of the challenges that exist right now with the employee labor pool. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I love about the laundromat business uh, is that the employees are non-credentialed. I mean, basically, if you can provide great customer service and you can fold clothes, I mean, you're <laughs> so that's one of the things I'm doing as an area developer for Wave Max, and uh, then I'm also a um, I hold a franchise license for Diesel Barbershop. Um, we had built a location up in Wisconsin, thought we were going to move up there, decided not to move up there, um, so we had sold that. Um, however, we still own a license for Diesel Barbershop, which is a great franchise and a great brand. Um, you can even, depending on the municipality, you can even go in and enjoy a nice cool beer, a nice cold one, I should say, um, nice. when you're getting your hair cut. So it's really kind of a cool man cave concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but until we've decided to open our next barber shop somewhere, um, I've decided uh, and just started franchise consulting. And so I am a member of the IFPG. And I also have an amazing business partner down in Jacksonville, Florida. He's one of my diesel barber shop regional developer colleagues. Mm -hmm. And um, we have access to 450 plus franchise brands. Um, so someone helped me 15 years ago get into franchising. And so now I want to help others. Um, Mary, can you just kind of before we go down the path further and further, there are a lot of people listening who um, have been following the show and they want to understand, I'm sure we've met with franchisors, franchisees, we've met with lawyers, um, accountants, mm -hmm. all different people. So if somebody wanted to be or wants to understand what is it that a franchise developer does? What is that developer? Is it a license? Is it a, you're the first one in the market and therefore you have a protected area? What exactly is that? Does that change? Sure. Um, well, I'm going to have to start with saying that probably varies depending on the franchise brand. Um, most well, in fact, all the area developer concepts I have been involved with, the area developer actually invests in the franchisor. We write a check and say, we want to buy this territory. And then our responsibility is to um, sell licenses to people that are interested in the franchise and then support them as they go through their process, um, you know, site selection, the build out process, lease negotiations, all those things. We're here to consult and support them um, as they continue on their journey. Of course, I personally know several real estate attorneys that can help with, um, you know, the real estate process. I okay. have, uh, fabulous realtor network. So someone there to help with the real estate piece. I have fabulous financing network, um, you know, when the, if, if and when they need financing or funding. Mm -hmm. um, some people dip into their IRA to use as a down payment, mm -hmm. you know, or their retirement account and say, well, I'm going to move it from one bucket to another. But anyways, to circle back as an area right. developer, we invest in the brand, and then we ultimately, at some point, will likely receive a portion of the royalty. Okay. Oh. That uh, your people within your area. Yes. Okay. So it's a little bit, but not really at all, like a, um, I'll just use Amway because that's what always comes to my mind, right? <laughs> um so you get a, a residual, basically. From, exactly. Okay. Yeah, we, you know, it's our job to really find good, strong business people, business-minded mm -hmm. people that can grow a business. And again, the more support we can give them, the more their business grows, the higher yeah. the revenues are, and ultimately um, the residual royalty income grows as well. Say then that you, um, you think you provide more, less, or about equal in terms of training and development and systems and such as a franchisor to a new franchisee? You know, I think everything's different. Mm -hmm. 
franchisors definitely provide support. They often provide that support to us as area regional developers. And then we kind of, we're boots on the ground really is what we are. Mm -hmm. uh, WaveMax, for example, however, just stopped selling regional developer licenses. So it is an investment typically in startup brands. Okay. And then they'll say, okay, we've got enough regional developers. At some point, they don't want to be revenue sharing. You know, right. so it's, it's definitely an investment and it's a different mindset. Different mm -hmm. franchisors have different perspectives. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's always interesting when we run across a different, you know, whether it's the license situation where that goes with an area developer or you have, you know, like Ray and I bought straight up franchise franchises, you know, and then, um, so I want to make sure that people understand who are listening, who are listening, make sure that they understand it is a little bit different. It's not quite the same. It is a little bit different. And a lot of franchisors want their franchise owners to build like the flagship location. And um, yeah, so that's a possibility as well. A lot of people love to do that. They want to build the brick and mortar. They want to build the flagship location. Um, and then again, they're, they're there as an operator. They know the challenges that most of the franchisees go through mm -hmm. and they can speak from experience. Okay. All right. All right. So I, I need to impart Fred's spin on this uh, discussion there. So um, <laughs> otherwise we just get way too informational and way too boring. So time for some Fred spin. Okay. Um, and I'm going to use the, the clean version of this. Um, and I say this with all due respect, you're a jarhead MF. How did, <laughs> how did, how did one of the greatest killing machines um, known to mankind go to franchising? I mean, I, I Awesome. <laughs> Great question. Thank you for asking, Fred. <laughs> and if this weren't a family family friendly show, and and I hadn't marked marked it, you know, stay away. I would have spelled out the MF in there, but and I say that with all the greatest respect. You're funny. Uh, you know what? I personally. Obviously, I was much younger when I went into the Marine Corps. Um, I just take on a challenge. You know, things are presented to me. Hey, what would it be like if you did this? And I like to envision myself doing different things. Um, one of my mantras is, if you want to go nowhere, follow the crowd. <laughs> so... I actually like to try different things and, um, you know, I, I just didn't love college to be truthful. I tried it for a year and I said, you know, I'm just not loving this. I'm paying a lot of money to do something and learn things that I don't actually want to learn. Um, the Marine Corps is going to pay me. They're going to pay me. They're going to train me and I get to live in some really amazing places. Yeah. So I was trained as a computer programmer. Um, I, at one point in my journey, I was stationed in Okinawa. 
I used to go out into the field and train Marines on how to use what's called a green machine, which today we call it a laptop. (laughs) But they were like ginormous, very indestructible computers at that time. Uh, It was an amazing experience for me. So I learned to scuba dive when I was in Okinawa. Um, I just loved it. And when people place challenges in front of me, I usually embrace them instead of run the other way. So, so wait, fine. what's the girl from the Midwest going into the <laughs> Marine Corps? I say, watch me. You know, I just, I never personally like to have regrets in my life. I never want to look back in life and say, what would it have been like if I had done this? So I, I, I guess get it. I mean, present it no. probably as a challenge at some point and, um, someone invited me to see what my life could be like, and it was amazing. <laughs> and I, it I is amazing. Sure. I get going into the Marine Corps. I'd be more impressed if you told me you were p- uh, training people on M60 machine guns or, or the latest rocket launcher because a laptop, who cares? I can do that. Um, ah, and- well, I am actually an expert with the M16A1 as well. See, so, now that's more impressive. Go. Getting to shoot, shoot at things and blow things up. I, I'm I'm all for that, and I Ray will tell you sometimes I take that approach in dealing with franchisees. Um, so it's not the desire to blow things up or shoot at things or or well I won't say kill people um, that bad luck puts yeah. a bad light on the show, but blow things up and shoot shoot at things. I get all that, but kind of going to franchising after that that seems like kind of boring. But what a great what a great an interesting story you have to tell because you know there are a lot of veterans out there right now who aren't necessarily ready to retire and they want to do something and they're trying to find their place yeah you know what would you recommend to veterans who want to do that oh my gosh Mm -hmm. well like i said since i became a consultant i'm like a kid in a candy store there's so many options and opportunities and i personally love franchising uh, for veterans specifically because we're trained in how to follow a process, right? And franchising does that for us. I personally am not a very creative person. Um, so I could never think of the processes and the systems and everything that goes along with that, which is why I love franchising. Mm-hmm. Um, however, military veterans typically possess a lot of great leadership skills as yeah. well. So. Yeah. It's following a process, you know, give us the playbook. We mm-hmm. have this, yeah. you know, so anyways, love it, love it. it. And yeah, just part of what I did. Part of, by by the way, Fred, um, to your point about the shooting and stuff, my husband was in law enforcement and uh, he's now retired from law enforcement. But when we first started dating, there was a big joke. We were going to go to like the the rifle range and see who was better. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I know who I'd put my money on. Uh, I know who I'd put my money on, but that's okay. So (laughs) he's pretty good. It's that time, Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it's hard to see you when you're you're just this little tiny picture. He is. I know, screen. pretty cool. What's What's even more fun is sometimes I can go up here, or sometimes I can look like I'm whispering oh in my your gosh. ear. Hey, get out of my arm. 
Yeah, that's going to make me crazy. <laughs> Watch last week's show when I first started doing it. It was a hoot. Uh, I was cracking up watching it as I was doing it. Um, Makes me think of Beetlejuice. He reminds me of Beetlejuice right now. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> so on that note, um, this time, uh, sorry, uh, Seed Spot, which will flash up the screen in a minute, but Feed Spot. Uh, ranked us in the top 20 podcasts you must listen to in 2020. Where did we pop in, Ray? Number one. Yes, folks. Number one. We thank you again, Beatspot. We'll love you a long time. So now a word from a sponsor. Hey, franchise owners. How's your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At Westbine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westbine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westbine.com. And we're back, but in a slightly different configuration. However, <laughs> yes, I can still move around. Ding 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 ding. Every time I do that, setting up there too early for that. So the comment I wanted to make is though that veterans do, I think, fit very well into the franchise idea. Um, because simply the reason you buy a franchise is for the systems and processes that already have in place. And it's the same thing in the military. There's systems and processes and we've all stood in those lines where, you know, <laughs> basically you have to be at a certain time, but then when you get in line, you find out, well, it's at least a couple hours before you get to whatever you're going to be doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh uh, yeah, I, I, I think veterans definitely fit into the franchise model very, very well. Totally agree. So I, I think that the question that's come to mind, we've actually covered both ends, both spectrums of your life, what you're doing <laughs> recently, and, and the fact that uh, when, you, er, when you got out of the Marines, then uh, met your husband, had children, and... <laughs> Laid siege uh, to any I, small town. You want to carry on from there, you know. Uh, well, we're going to have to save some stuff, Fred, for or, uh, for another time, won't we, Ray? In the middle part, how many towns or 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 cities did you invade? Never mind. <laughs> I'm going back to the Marine thing. Sorry. Can we just turn Fred off? I mean, he's no. Mute button. You can't. That's why I'm the guy in front of all the computers. So I can't be muted. (laughs) 
you're cracking me up. Then we've done that. <laughs> uh, then I'm doing my job. <laughs> so did, did you, uh, after the Marines, did you work someplace and then get a franchise? Or did you basically yeah. straight into uh, buying yeah. a franchise? No. So, well, you know, growing up, I've always been a numbers person. And that's what I went to college for. I thought, oh, I want to be an accountant. And what I learned when I went to college, I said, is, oh, I don't want to be an accountant. <laughs> um, you know, there were so many laws and I, I just couldn't bear it. What I actually did learn, though, is I still like numbers um, and it had to do with money, but I kind of chose banking instead. Mm-hmm. So I actually was a mortgage uh, banker for over 20 years. Uh, wow. mm-hmm. Again, worked with amazing people. Um, I had the opportunity to help hundreds of people buy homes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess probably if I look back on my life, I've always liked to help people. You know, I wanted to help people achieve the American dream of home ownership. So I was able to achieve that um, by guiding them and helping provide financing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, so I did that for 20 years, and then at some point, I said, I used to analyze tax returns, right, to um, see how much money people made, to see how much they could afford, and so on, and at some point, I kind of feel I had an aha moment, and I said, who are all these people that are buying these huge homes, and I realized that there are people that are Mm self-employed, like, oh, huh. And then my husband and I went on a little trip out to Arizona. It was like an anniversary thing. I wasn't able to bring my laptop. And it was just a break because I was immersed in some stressful times, probably similar to now where interest rates are so low. We were really busy, blah, blah, blah. And um, so he scheduled a massage for me down at uh, the spa. And I went down and I got my massage. And during the massage, I started sobbing hysterically. The therapist thought she hurt me. And I said, no, 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 no. I, I actually just had, I think, an epiphany. <laughs> and the epiphany was that I needed massage therapy more in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so still sobbing, I go back to the room and say to my husband, I booked a couple's massage for us for tomorrow. And mind you, this was like 15 years ago, 16 years ago. So, and it was probably $400 back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I said, you know, I just need massage more in my life. And I couldn't wait to get home and start researching businesses that offered massage therapy. And that's where I found Massage Envy. We weren't even licensed to do business in Illinois yet. Um, it was such a brand new franchise. And I guess really the rest is history. Then I became an operator and uh, owned a location for 10 years. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I loved our employees. I loved our customers. I really, really enjoyed the interview process. Mm-hmm. Got to get a massage. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a plus. That's an interesting, yeah. Right. Wait. You're a massage therapist. We could totally have them interview by cleaning our houses. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I never think no. of this? You get place a quarter behind the door, right? Yeah. See if they actually close the door. Yes, yeah. we have those things happen. We yeah. do. Yep. Yeah. So there so you, is a 
There is mm-hmm. a listener question, however, and this is going to enrage Kristen. Um, <laughs> they want to know where they got Ray's hat. Ray got his hat from. <laughs> Damn, and I was going to put mine on. Yeah. See? And so <laughs> user questions on hats usually amp those the hats up in the standing. So, like I said, I know that's going to enrage Kristen, but Ray, where did you get the hat? Well, uh, it was sent to me by one of the people that uh, were on our show. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, he sent it to us, and of course, it's working. <laughs> yes. He's getting his money's worth if someone's asking about it. And yep. it's about a new concept. Uh, basically, it's a, a marijuana lounge. Cannabis oh, lounge, right? Yeah, cannabis I lounge. I want to know how they interview employees. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's only if they have to interview the growers, see, but the employees. Yeah. The employees are more like the sommeliers, right? They're like the sommelier. They have to know everything about what's going on in there, but. Oh, there's so got to be some sort of quality control testing. I just know it. <laughs> so if well, you send a WaveMax machine to Ray, he'll wear it. Never mind. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> since we're uh, talking about uh, massage, the uh, massage franchise, um, one of the things that happened to me when I opened, first opened my franchise, is, and this is before oh, okay. we had uh, recordings, on phones <laughs> and and this basically this gentleman was setting up uh, clean for his home and then uh, towards the end of getting his address and everything uh, he says oh and uh, what are the girls wearing oh no oh, <laughs> <laughs> it. oh yeah. yeah so no, we said crazy. basically well we don't think we're the company for you <laughs> <laughs> we hung up, but my question to you is, obviously, you probably had something similar happen to you, and uh, I think a lot of our guests find things like that very interesting, so if you could enlighten us. Yeah, well, you know what? I think it's been really about the training and just no shenanigans. It's completely unacceptable, and, you know, our massage therapists need to know that we stand behind them. And if you need to end a session because you got a creep in your room, then you walk out, you know, it's so inappropriate and unacceptable. So that's where the Marine killing training comes in. (laughs) I knew you'd put that in there. I thought he was going to say, that's why I got kicked out of my massage early. Well, you know, the truth is I did have a customer walk in and he wanted to book a massage based on the appearance of the therapist. (laughs) And he got really, really mad at me. And this was early on. I was working in the clinic and he just was slamming his, his wallet on the desk. Like, my God, I've had a very stressful day. I said, sir, I'm sorry. We cannot accommodate you, and I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And if you don't leave, I'm going to have to call the police. Yeah, we're not here to relieve all that stress for you. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) There's so many comments I can make, but I'm just not going to. Oh, yeah, there are. There are. and, And, yeah, but we'll wait till the end. So I'm really curious, Terry. So the... We talked about it before that you've been in a lot of, um, I forget the phrase you used, like the, the 
three different franchises were more like, I'll call them she-she, more kind of fashion oh. industry stuff. What's the word you use? Sexy. Sexy. Oh. And I come up with she-she. I, I don't know. Um, when you transition from brand to brand, um, did you find that it became easier or more difficult? I, I guess it's because I've been in this brand for so long and I'm kind of interested in other brands, but I'm not sure what my expectations would be. And I can't imagine you really are shifting gears as you went from brand to brand, right? I mean, they're not all the same, clearly. Right, right. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it's, I, I learned something from each and every brand that I've been involved in. So um, you have, I, I guess I just take it as experience and learnings and best practices. And, and hopefully I extract the good from each prior brand and I can carry that forward. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons I love to be involved with startups primarily is um, because I'm really close to the leadership team, the ownership team, and there's an opportunity to maybe influence some of the way they continue to develop the brand. Sure. Uh, you know, like, hey, I've done this before. I've been in the business for 15 years. I do have an idea. And mm-hmm. I have been, you know, now at this point, I've been involved with four different brands. So I do, I ha- I do feel I have a little experience to bring forward. Do you um, typically use a partner for investments? Because I know you've re- referenced that a couple of different times, your partners. I do. You know what? Some people love to go it alone. I personally love partners. Um, I feel that we can brainstorm, mm-hmm. collaborate, um, and, you know, challenge each other, quite frankly. I'm not perfect. They're not perfect. No one's perfect. Um, for example, in my consulting business, as I mentioned, we work now with 450 franchise brands. He might mention or I might mention, hey, I got someone looking at a, you know, quick service restaurant. Oh my gosh. Okay. I just heard about this great deal, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we all can't be experts in everything. So for me, I do um, love having partners and I like to have our strengths overlap. Mm -hmm. I don't want your image of me. That's no one any good. Mm -hmm. Uh, My laundromat franchise uh, area developer partner, he was a department of defense contractor so the guy knows his stuff. Let's talk about construction. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's mm-hmm. so incredibly knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. And I'm learning a lot from him. So I, I, I'm a lifelong learner and I love to continue to learn. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. So I do love partners to answer your question. It, it takes a special person to get along with a partner. You know, and and you have to be able to sort out through all the people out there that other special person that you can get along with. It's actually probably I don't want to use the word worse, but as constrained as a marriage. Oh yeah, no for sure. Yeah, the work marriage. It is. It's um, I've been blessed. Like I said, even with amazing lashes area developers, um, I got to know my two partners. They were guys I've known and grew up with in Massage Envy. I knew them for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So we got to know each other on the business level. 
And then we said, yeah, this will be a great partnership. Let's, you know, let's do it. So um, I've been, been very blessed with my business partnerships. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was quiet there. (sighs) Which means we now must take a Fred zone question. Yeah, I know. Isn't it? It always, it always. So. I want to put on my seatbelt. Yeah. Get ready. (laughs) You're going to get whiplash here. So. You've been on the franchisee side. You've been on the franchisor side. You know what the greatest cure known to mankind for insomnia is, correct? Uh-oh. The Franchise <laughs> Development Doc document, oh. the FDD. The FDD, yes, yes. <laughs> or, yes. as it was known before, Ray, what was the old initials? UFOC. UFOC. Yeah. yeah. So we'll stay with its modern day updated boring equivalent, the FDD. Given that everyone is supposed to read it, and yet by some (laughs) estimates, up to 90% of people never read it. They have their lawyer read it. And some who will remain nameless, who have sworn me to secrecy, did not read it. Um, What my theory is, is if you're not going to read all of it, what three sections, what three items do you recommend somebody read first to see if that franchise is potential? Because face it, if I give you a list of top 25 franchises in an industry, there's no way I believe that anyone is going to read 25 FDDs, unless, of course, they're a lawyer, and I know some of them. Right, right. So, um, you know what? I typically recommend people go to the item 19 first because most people invest in a franchise because they want to make money. So if that doesn't meet expectations, then they don't need to continue reading on. I think item six and item seven are important. Um, You know, talk about the cost. And of course, well, you actually also want to know if there's, um, been any issues with the leadership team so oh man that's a tough one because I'm one I'm one of those dorks that reads the whole stupid thing (laughs) I I think they're all important I can't pick the top three yeah buyer beware right it's a buyer beware so if you're going to go down the path you know you want to make sure you're thorough yeah you know I will admit and my God, we were so lucky. I did not read. I didn't know what I was reading. I probably our massage envy UFOC, um, mm-hmm. but I probably didn't really comprehend to the maximum what I was reading. So of course we did have an attorney review it. Um, but now I devour them. I I just really I'm like oh oh I like that concept. Let me look at the FDD. So, um, yeah, I'm like all over that. So I'm sorry. I wish I could just give you three, Fred. You did. Uh, You did. Yeah. No, you gave us three. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Ray, you got the next question before the commercial break. 
you, you spent 10 years in Massage Envy. Yep. And what made you decide to get out of Massage Envy into your next venture? Thank you. <laughs> well, my franchise agreement was up and it was, you know, renew it, mm -hmm. and, which came along with a refresh. Mm -hmm which meant investing another $150,000 or whatever by painting and carpet and everything else that would have gone along with that. Um, you know, we changed our colors. We went from purples to greens. And um, I just decided that it was time for a change for me. So that's kind of when I went into the um, area developer role for Amazing Lash. Um, Again, another sexy beauty brand um, that used credentialed employees, mm -hmm. uh, estheticians or cosmetologists. Um, yeah, so I guess I just wanted to take what I learned from my first experience and apply it to the next one. Sure, sure. And how, how long were you in that? So uh, we own Amazing Lash Studio. I want to um, we own the area developer rights for, I want to say four years. Mm -hmm. um, we exited about a year and a half, almost two years ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And did you like that? I did. I did. You know, and interestingly enough, both of my partners were men and they had no idea that were eyelash extensions. It's a huge business. I don't remember. I don't know what the numbers are today. I do have several friends that are still involved in the brand. Um, I'm certain there were locations probably um, for sure doing seven figures annually. Wow. Wow. Top line revenue annually, seven figures mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for sure. I believe that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Wow. And that's one location. So, yeah. anyways, yeah. That's pretty good. All right. That's pretty good. On that note, we'll take another commercial break and take it away, Elizabeth. The Franchise Woman is a bi-monthly digital magazine that empowers women as they navigate the franchising industry by providing relevant news, tools, advice, and inspiration. We are a resource for women who are seeking to own their own businesses, improve their existing businesses, find creative solutions, and take advantage of franchise opportunities. We feature women in the business who best exemplify our ideals and have something to teach our readers. In addition to our exclusive articles relating to the female entrepreneur, we also feature brands that are geared for women. Women have become the fastest growing sector in business ownership and have become a powerful, influenceable force fueling the economy. The Franchise Women will give you the news that is relevant to you to help you navigate the path of successful franchise ownership. By women, for women, and about women. We are the Franchise Woman. Join us today at www.thefranchisewoman.com. And we be back. So, Kristen, I believe you have the next question. I do have the next question. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, you've gone through all these different brands, and what made you or what is your plan? Do you have an exit strategy? We talk a lot about the end in mind um, for a lot of people. And yeah, obviously, you stole my question. I did? Oh, you didn't tell me. <laughs> no, I, didn't, 
I just think that's funny because I'm thinking I'm thinking myself, okay, what am I going to ask her next? And I'm like, oh, I'll begin with the end in mind. Yeah, that's right. The most cool thing I have ever seen. Sorry to steal your thunder, but you know, I always, um, you know, Ray is trying to get to that point, and and you know, I we are 15 years in, so we've already renewed a 10 year, and it's interesting how people envision their retirement to be when they own their own business, particularly your franchise. And in some situations, I think you alluded before um, the show that a lot of them don't require you to be there. Yeah, there's certainly some semi-absentee models. Not all brands um, are a good fit for the semi-absentee model. And I personally believe that depends on the the business owner. I absolutely would always encourage people to envision what that exit looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when we bought Massage Envy, we really didn't have anyone that was coaching us or assisting us to think about the bigger, broader picture and what that could look like. Um, you know, I kind of learned a little bit more about goal setting and things like that along the way. I do have an exit strategy, but if I tell you guys, I'll have to kill you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you you are an ex-Marine, so we don't want to go down that path. Well, I just said that for Fred. <laughs> bring it. Come on. Bring it. I'm ready. <laughs> no, uh, you know, you, you just, it, it's out there. Kind of think about what that might look like. And, and by the way, um, a lot of people like to um, anticipate leaving a legacy for their kids, mm-hmm. which I think is a fabulous exit strategy. Um, I still have two in college. One's in his third year as a junior. Um, my middle uh, child is obtaining his master's in marketing, and uh, our daughter's finishing up her degree at U of I. All of them are remote learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth is all my kids have amazing entrepreneurial minds. I think they grew up. I know they grew up in that environment. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of why I started in franchising because it gave me the work life balance I needed to be able to raise my kids and not pay someone else to raise them. Yep. Um, so they kind of grew up and, and the truth is maybe it would be awesome instead of handing them a bunch of cash when we die we hand them a business, you know, Um, they're all kind of finding their sea legs and trying to decide who they are and what they want to do in this world and what kind of changes they hope to bring. And uh, yeah, so part of me wants my business ownership to be some sort of legacy for them. Uh, But if they don't want it, I get it. Somebody will. Uh So you just have to choose to decide to sell it and at what price. Right. One of the, uh, so, several of the shows we talked about uh, entrepreneur genes <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. You're, you're passing those genes on as, and the, I guess the question is, is it nurture or nature? Uh, whether yeah, I think I've gotten uh, my entrepreneurial um, where, 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 where I'm looking for. Not Your genes. Yeah, That's well, easy for you to Your say. Spirit, yeah. It's spirit. It's yeah. from my genes. Uh, of course, I, 
my dad was an entrepreneur. He owned uh, uh, restaurants and uh, uh, taverns. So uh, I, because of that, I wanted to uh, stay away from it. You know, oh. <laughs> yeah, because I knew how hard he worked, and you know, I hardly knew him that well because he was always, you know, at the store. You know, but uh, uh, so. I'm glad to hear that, you know, and, and what I'm doing with my children is basically I have one, one of my children involved in the business and, uh, and the other uh, boy, his wife is involved in the business. So, uh, you know, I'm passing this, just like you passing, passing it on, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think my real next question is, okay, uh, this whole concept of uh, uh, wave max laundry sounds really interesting. And I think a lot of people, a lot of our interest, um, Listeners are, are interested in that because I, I think that is, a, if, if not absentee owner, at least semi, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. And I, I'm wondering, uh, what, is, what is the investment in something like that? And uh, is it something that, that can be absentee or semi-absentee? Yeah. Um, so I, I think for a quick summary, I'm going to say the investment uh, liquidity that we look for is 200,000. Mm -hmm. A total project cost is going to be around 800. Mm -hmm. it, it could be less if you live in different states. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it could be 600,000. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's going to vary depending on how big your space is, how much equipment, because it's very equipment intense. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, about 75% of the revenue does come from the self-serve piece mm -hmm. of the business. Mm -hmm. People walk in, they do their laundry. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also offer currently a wash-dry fold piece, which is great and yeah. amazing during this pandemic, right? People are oh, like, yeah. I'm not staying in these four walls with people. <laughs> I'll have someone else do my laundry. Yeah. Uh, really, really excited that we're someday soon going to be rolling out a mobile part oh. of our business, oh. right? So we got, we're going to wrap some vans and we're going to be able to pick up people's laundry All right. and do yeah. it and return it the next day. So there's a lot of uh, growth opportunities, possibility to even run a third shift. Oh, uh, wow. Commercial business, just like you guys yeah. certainly know yeah. about that, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, even the opportunity for like little Airbnbs and stuff around. So we're really excited to uh, have our first location location in the city of Chicago. Oh, wow. Cool. We'll have to go check that out when you guys get yeah. opened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. hundred thousand sounds really good. And then I was like, Ooh, 800,000. Okay. Well, I got to think yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? By the way, we are on the SBA approved registry and again, we've got some great lenders. So it's just a matter of plugging in some numbers. Um, I'm absolutely certain the margins on our mobile piece are going to be off the charts. Mm -hmm. They're going yeah. to be very attractive to a lot of people. Well, I can certainly awesome. do that. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Uh, I think it's great for semi-absentee. If I um, were to recommend, I, I, I would uh, probably say a three-pack will provide a really nice uh, mm -hmm. 
environment for people. You know, again, my absentee with three units, you can hire a general manager. Each location probably will have around four to five employees. So not tremendous. You know who the employees are? The washers and dryers. <laughs> That's a lot easier. Yeah. Well, they don't call in sick. They don't need paid vacation. Yeah. They, they don't, don't need health insurance. Don't get COVID. <laughs> you don't get COVID. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we're we're really excited about it. I think it's going to be a it is a great absentee model. Um, we mm-hmm. are we have Electrolux washers and dryers. And we're actually their largest uh, customer in North America. Mm-hmm. So we get some really, really great discounts. We get some really nice volume discounts from Electrolux. Excellent. Yeah. I see our symbol is coming up on the screen with Fred. I just have one very quick question, though. How many units do you have, not used personally, but mm-hmm. WaveMax? We are still in the startup phase. So we have, I believe our latest number is we have 19 open locations. Okay. We have approximately 25 in development, various stages, you know, site selection, construction. Uh, we have sold over 104 licenses. Um, so we have approximately 50-ish franchise owners. Um, so you can do the math. The the average um, are probably, you know, most of them own at least two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Great. Yeah. I think Fred wants to ask a question now. His famous question. Yes. Down the, the rabbit hole we go. Yes. I love this part. <laughs> so, given as you just, I mean, just, just said that the employees are literally the washers and dryers in the coming artificial intelligence. And Kristen's going, yeah, I knew he was going there with this one. In the, <laughs> the, 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 why will, given that the employees are already uh, machines, why will there be any need for human franchisees when AI takes over running WaveMax? <laughs> And will it still be known as HR since that's human resources? <laughs> wow. The HR, machine resources. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. It'd be, but then again, that sounds gender based, so it can't be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> At least you didn't get the zombie laundry question. I mean, really, that. Well, no, it was, everyone knows. one of two ways, so that's good. And no, everyone knows zombies don't worry about clean clothes. <laughs> well, yeah, there's actually a lot of zombie masks out there. You know, a lot of people that haven't refreshed their locations and, you know, but with the coin shortage, um, oh, yeah. a lot of our franchise owners have elected to take a card only or you pay with an app. Yeah. See, why would there even need to be human owners then? Because it's all automated in technology. So why even have well, any human owners? to fold the clothes. I mean, those are There's an industrial robot. Right? Industrial robots can do that. Well, that might be um, an addition to our model next year. You're very creative, Fred. 
You're very creative. I think, I think we don't want to air any dirty laundry here. Ah, 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 but the question now is someone who's interested in what we've talked about as far as the uh, Wavemax laundry, mm-hmm. how would they get a hold of you if they're, you know, thinking about doing something like this? Yeah, you bet. So uh, T-E-R-I-O, so Terrio at WavemaxLaundry.com is my email. Okay. Or my cell phone, 847 847- Eight two six two zero seven four. No prank phone calls, please. Any <laughs> <laughs> serious inquiries? Yeah, yeah, we're growing. All that information will be on the Pillars of uh, Franchising webpage, and it uh, may already as, be. As soon as Fred gets it up, sometimes it takes a little while. <laughs> <laughs> As always, Ray, Kristen, and I had a good time. I want to thank our guest, Terry O'Donnell, for putting up with our shenanigans. That's a good Irish word. Um, Beautiful. Um, we'll, you guys we'll have been great. That was so thank nice you. to meet you. And thank you, Terry. You're a wonderful guest. Uh, thanks, Ray. I'm going to see you out on the RV trail. You well, bet. we want to we be invited to your ribbon cutting downtown. Oh, I'd love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll we can take the RV. <laughs> Is downtown Chicago? No. Sure, why not? With a big pillar to sign on it, we'll take up the whole block. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that is our. Ours will still be winterized then. It'll probably be in February. <laughs> well, we'll be looking forward to hearing some updates from you, Terry. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Business you Thank you for warrior. having me, Fred, for the laugh. Yeah.